0: all this oh you've got all the stuff yeah oh mate yeah I was I was I was like what is he referring to but yeah that thing great um yeah so
1: we uh I had a call with Lucy on Monday or Tuesday yesterday uh we've got some design ideas we've split the projects into different sections and we're going to start working on it and Lauren's not talking to me because I said she can't see it she was like can I see what you're doing I was like no it's a surprise for everyone. Me and Lucy and the editors will put it together and then everyone gets to see it. Oh, um, it's so ex- I'm so excited by it. It's it's fun but kind of scary because of this starting from scratch, very little brief. But that's kind of good. But we've kind of made some rules for ourselves as well, so and it's also the rules that we do have. We're like, "Oh, that's quite limiting. How can we break that rule?"
0: Yeah, that's cool. Well, let's let's kick this chat off then because yep. we've sort of already already got into it a little bit, but um, yeah, we're talking about starting from scratch this week. And um, we're doing that because we, we've we made this sort of pact to talk about things that are happening in our lives, in our work lives at the moment. And at the moment, we've got some projects happening that have basically started from scratch. And it'd be good to talk about that. So should we put a, should we put our little 25-minute 20, 20, timer on? Perfect.
1: Talk? Yeah, let's do it.
0: Uh, Google timer, come on. Oh, I need to reset it. Great, twenty-five minutes to chat about starting from scratch. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe maybe let's maybe the first question would be like, what what what's your go-to when you're starting on a new project and there's nothing to work from? It's like you, let's use this this um, design project we were talking about as an example of like, okay, there's nothing there. What what do we do?
1: So, I think if I'm completely honest when when I start a project like that like I'm terrified like to have no brief or very little to go from is a really scary place to start like rules are really good from a creative perspective because you go okay I can only use this size this color this format Uh, it has to work to do whatever and as soon as someone goes like let's just have some fun and play it's terrifying but um as soon as we sort of uh, the, the project that we're talking about is a, a zine that uh, Anne and I are both working on in different capacities and uh, contributing, and I've been doing uh, the design with Lucy, uh, someone else that's linked uh, uh, both, through both of us, through uh, the guys at The Do in Wales. Yeah. Um, But for this project, it was kind of... We, there's, I think, 15 collaborators that are all putting together content um and uh, a friend of ours emiris put some rules together or some guidelines for the project um but it was what what like, were they? yeah i forgot it, it was it was really loose but in a really lovely way i think so from a design perspective it was had to be a5 uh had to be one color and it had to be uh one or two pages per contributor so uh it could be photography it could be writing and the the topic was or is because it's ongoing um is the like recent situation with lockdown and covid-19 um so everyone sort of comes at it from their own angle and created bits of content that are relevant to them and it like everyone is super talented there's some really lovely writing uh, some amazing imagery um just before we we started recording i was complimenting and on his ability to write and take photos so um obviously yeah, I'll, edit, we'll share I'll edit that out <laughs> um but yeah we, we we had almost no no comments other than that a5 single color one to two pages per contributor and um yeah so i i've sat down with the other designer that's working on the project And we started to play around with like what we can do and what's available. And we both kind of agreed that the, the lack of rules is almost like we don't know which direction to go. And that's a really interesting one when, when it comes to like client projects as well, because like it's almost harder. Like this isn't, this is a passion project. This is for all of us to to enjoy, but when someone's paying you to do it, it's a different kettle of fish entirely. So maybe we'll come onto that a bit later, but for this project, um, Lucy and I both had some ideas that we we wanted to play around with. And I won't go over them in too much detail because I don't want Anne to know how this is going to turn out. But um, yeah,
0: I want some, I want sneak peeks.
1: No, you don't get any insider information. This is like, it's completely like, on like lockdown, quiet, no access to anyone apart from editors and designers. Stealth mode.
0: Yeah. As they would would say.
1: So uh, we, we both just sort of started by discussing the limitations imposing a few more of our own to give us some sort of structure and some guidance um so thinking about colors and styles and formats um and then then we just started playing around with some ideas like uh brainstorming things that we like things that would work um and then without sounding too cliched we just started having a look around for sources of inspiration and that comes from uh books online searches um I don't really use Pinterest but Pinterest can can like work here as well. Um but just sort of getting some boundaries to almost rein in the um, like
0: infinite options for the project.
1: Um
0: yeah. I think that I I and I've never always done this because I've not been trained in like graphic design or anything anything like that but when I'm doing things like web stuff, web builds or or whatever or or little bits of design like it and almost immediately after, like looking for some inspiration, I like something comes, and mm-hmm. I always thought that was like not allowed because, you know, you're not supposed to like look at other people and just do what they do. But I think all you know, I think I've now realised that that is so important. And basically, you you look at a, a bunch of things, and it, the thing that you're adding, the original thing, is you your take on all of those things. So you like take a bunch of inspiration in, and what you end up thinking about, what you end up outputting. Is your original sort of idea and, and design
1: definitely? And I think that if you're if you're taking on information, you're you're going to take on the things that you're looking at. So, like from my perspective, I almost consciously avoid the subject matter. So I look for inspiration mm. in things completely unrelated to the project, because yeah. there's there's so many sort of design and branding projects that I work on where. Um, I go and start researching the industry or their competitors, and everyone looks the same. Like we're this for this zine, I don't want to look like every other zine out there. So to look at every other zine as my my reference point isn't going to take me down that route. Uh, and I think it's really you important. Don't look at that
0: stuff to go like, let's not do
1: this though. Um, yeah, but definitely not at first. I kind mm. of I kind of come up with a few ideas and concepts, and then visit some other zines to sort of more to check that we're not treading on any anyone's toes because there's so many talented people out there now that it's it's really easy to to overlap with someone else's sort of idea and you you sit there going this is I mean we can we touched on this uh, in the, the podcast about coming up with a name but you come up and go this is no one's ever done this before it's going to be the first time this is ever done and then you go and look and, and someone's already done it so it's about yeah. also checking in to make sure that we're not treading on someone's toes with a design concept um so it it, it's definitely not yeah it's not stealing when you look at other people's work for inspiration as long as you are taking it as a reference point and you create your own frankenstein's monster of 30 different uh resources or pieces of inspiration if you sit there and go oh i've seen this scene and i'm gonna lift it and just change the font and but use all the same layouts like, that will only get you so far before you get caught um, and yeah. end up looking silly as a result of it.
0: And it just won't feel good. Like, you just, you know, you just won't feel good doing that. Just copying is is not... Definitely. You don't get the same, like, emotion out of coming up with something yourself. Um, no, not There's a great all... website called um, HTTPSter. Have you heard of that?
1: Yeah, I have. I haven't used it for a long time, actually.
0: It's... Um, Yeah, I only heard about it recently and it's just got like they just upload great looking websites all the time. So I just basically scroll through there, pick one that I like the look of or pick a a few that sort of match what's in my head and then look at how they're doing things and then go, okay, let's let's have a look at using a few of these kind of at least kind of types of color, types of fonts, that kind of stuff.
1: Definitely. There's a similar one that I use occasionally called uh, yeah. uh, Awards, but it's A-W-W-W-A-R-D-S for Website Awards. Um, oh, yeah. And it, it's it's pretty much the same thing. It's a platform for uh, amazing creative content. Um, and it, it kind of depends what you use it for. If it's a reference point, it's all good. If you're using that as a platform for your, your next project, uh, I think it's a bit close to the mark. But it is important, I think, to say that when you're starting out and when you're learning this stuff especially if you're like new to the creative industry um like copying was how I learned how to do things I'd see something and go how do I how do I how would I do that how do I make that in in InDesign or how do I code that into a website and Mm. so like copying has its place but I think if if anyone's doing that as a as a new starter it's very much a case of Tell someone that you've copied this, link to the original source, and be really upfront about this was a learning process. Because, like for me, I would respect that a hell of a lot more employing or hiring someone than if I saw it and went, "Ah, oh, that that really looks like this advert done by Nike or something." Like, when yeah. when you are in the creative world, you know a lot of adverts that like mainstream adverts that are created, so you know when something's a bit close to the mark. But because um, because yeah. like everything is is
0: the same eventually, like you look at ads that like, I guess Nike using that example have brought out recently and and they're the same stories or the same themes or the same concept of stuff that have been like done a hundred times. But you know, that's the the true to all story types. Or all, yeah, I I think you'll see a lot of things that are similar and you think, have they copied that? But it's just like doing things differently, taking an original take on something, updating something, making it your own is, is a bit of a skill in itself, I think.
1: It's also about applying context. Have you seen the the latest uh, advert or campaign by Nike for? Uh, I think they're sort of uh, matching two two videos of two sportsmen or sportswomen, yeah, and it's um, like it's some of the the content is current, some of it is like historical content, and it's it's just a beautiful piece of creativity. And the the cleverness there is is obviously the video, but more importantly, it's the idea behind it. And um, and I think that knowing, like, finding that idea is about going away from the norm. Like, people think of sports companies and go, oh, I've seen a guy playing football, so that's a sports advert. And sort of companies come about it differently. And lifestyle is, is king in advertising at the moment. But um, I think that having the the opportunity to play around with an idea, for it to go, like, find its own journey without copying someone, I, th- I think is yeah. is huge. But anyway, that's I'm
0: digressing it, a bit. It's incredible that ad. Me and a friend were sort of saying how we feel sorry that some poor editor's not seen their family in like the last two months <laughs> making that, making that family. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> sorry like. Sorry to their kids and their, their other half. Yeah, definitely. Just like, their high just over locked a computer. them in an edit studio yeah. for like three months until it's perfect, which it is. Yeah,
1: yeah it's amazing. Um, in my head, they're just like a, a hacker, like Neo in the Matrix, just sort of like mountains of food and stuff around them just going
0: i've i've done it can i get out now exactly how it is i've seen that happen (laughs) i wanted to ask you about like because you do a lot of logos right like that's that's been a part of your business for a while and i i i recently updated my logo and this was my um this was how i did it (laughs) i love it i'm showing i'm i'm showing adam a picture of a a blank a four piece of white paper with some doodles uh some doodles on there and, and I wonder how you start because it seems like someone comes in and they're like, hey, make me a, make me a cool logo. Like where, where do you start with that?
1: So when it comes to branding, I ask a ton of questions. Um, I, I found more often than not that the, the direction for a brand usually exists already within the company. It's, it's it's not about always finding something new, but it's about perhaps being true to the brand itself. And that usually mm-hmm. comes from understanding why the, the project started, where the, the vision of the company uh, was or, or is, if it is changing. Um, so I, I spend a lot of time with, with my clients trying to understand what it is that they're looking to achieve and like it's it's i think it's important to differentiate the clients that are trying to do something for the sake of money and to sell something to earn money and those that are looking to grow a brand and those that are trying to grow a brand i try and understand or or depending on the project help them understand what their vision or their their mission is over the next three five ten years because i think that a logo it doesn't. So I mean, Paul Rand's famous for this. Um, but a logo doesn't have to visually represent the product or the service that the company is is selling or advertising. Um, but the the logo should represent the ideals and the values that that company stands for. Obviously, then supported with a, like a good identity, um, good marketing, and good copy. Um, but once once I've gone through that process with the clients to understand what they're their future like goals and aspirations are sometimes the design process is is almost easy because you're making informed decisions that you have answers to so you're basically answering questions that you already know the answer to with a design Mm. and then it's about understanding whether you're you're trying to create something for a trend-led business that their logo is going to adapt and evolve as trends do or whether you're looking for something more timeless and but I still return to like GCSE art and I get a sketchbook out and I literally play around with everything in my head and sometimes I work from words so sometimes I'll just literally write down 200 words of related things to do with the ideals or the concepts in that project or in that company's um, ideals or values and other times stuff just comes to me and I I have to just just jot it down and um, like I've got like 20 little sketchbooks I use just little A5 dotted ones but Mm. they are like full of like playing around with just little, literally the same as your sheet. They're just little sketches and ideas that become relevant depending on, like, the project I'm working on. So, like, just oh, yes. little graphics, packaging designs. And it, it's... I use a, a sketchbook because I can't always get everything, like, out... Sorry. I use a sketchbook because I don't want the things, like, stuck in my head. I try and get them onto paper as soon as I can because, one, like, then I'm free to start thinking of another idea... Or I can go, oh, I'm going to come back to that. And I use, like, Sharpies or crayolas to, like, highlight the ones that I want to revisit and and go, oh, there's something there. But, again, depending on the scale of the project, it could be anything from, like, one page of sketches to two, three days of just playing around in a sketchbook. Um, But, again, trying to almost run away from the obvious uh, answers and and not look in the same place that everyone else is looking. Because otherwise you get... Answers that look like everyone
0: else's. Yeah, for sure. And how, like, what's your take on, like, iteration? Because I think a lot of the times when I'm doing this process, I come to things and I'm like, okay, that's it. And then I have to tell myself that it's probably not. And I have mm-hmm. to then keep going and iterate again. Because I'm often very, I'm, you know, I get quite excited and I'll find something that's kind of cool or kind of like, oh, you, you did that. Pat myself on the back and be like, yeah. hit, hit hey, everyone, I made a logo. Yeah. But often it's probably not going to be the one, which, which I've only found from my own experiences. Like, what? How do you deal with that?
1: So the it took me a while to find this, but it works pretty well. I show it to someone that isn't related to the project, often someone that is still in the creative industry. But as soon as you show someone an idea, you know in your head whether it's right or not. And the thing is, they could they could still pick it. You could love it, and they still pick it apart, and that's fine. But you know whether you've you've reached your end point at this stage of the project if you present it and you're like there's like an itch in the back of your throat that you're like ah it's it's not quite right. Um, Like I I very consciously um, make an effort now to ask for for feedback that as a critique. I don't go what do you think. I go what doesn't work for you. And this could be with like you and me chatting a project through. Or it could be like with a, a client or a friend even if I'm working on something with them because if you invite a criticism it's really easy for someone to go oh, I, I would probably change this colour or this doesn't sit right for me as opposed to you saying what do you think because people will naturally not want to offend you so asking for that critique allows them the freedom to come in with something so like it it depends on on the the capacity in which you're working if you're working on your own it can i think you have to sort of play this scenario out in your head a little bit um and you use your client as that reference point perhaps but if you're working as part of a team it's about talking often and uh inviting that critique because i think that it's it's like you could go on forever. There's there's so many design projects that I've worked on or or looked at, like observed other people in case studies, where I'm like, oh, I, I like I almost prefer an earlier version, or I would have changed this. And you'll never get away from that. There will always be that exploration on a project. But um, yeah, speaking it out loud, like if I chat to my wife and I go, Hey, I'm working on this. What do you think? And um, this is my idea. I know straight away before she's answered whether I've got it right by almost my description or not how I tell oh, her about the project explanation yeah yeah
0: I and I think there's there's maybe a bit of a difference in between because my my experience recently has been 150 and Jim Rabbit and sort of making that change and it it, it was almost more useful to just make a bad version and just go mm-hmm. with it and then work use that to work out what's right what's wrong whereas you know for your for your clients a lot of them are going to be like okay we've, we've had this logo for 10 years we want a new one and that's a different process because once you've been running for 10 years you can't start changing brands and logos you know very often whereas if you are starting up I think it's probably better to go with something that you aren't 100% with even if you don't know why um, get it out there and I think that whole process will allow you to realize what what it should be and yeah don't you know kind of like not being afraid to just put something out there in that whole process i guess it's like the supercharged version of you asking one or two people it's like put it to the world run with yep. it for a month and then don't be afraid to change it and so, and just be honest and be open and tell everyone hey this is why we're changing we hope you like the new design we've asked a few of you for feedback and then they'll feel included and loved if it's if it's a new product if it's a new brand and yeah, you don't want to be doing that every weekend. But um, I think you can afford at the start to, to iterate, you know, um, to sort of do a minimal viable product on your branding, on your logo, and then change it a little bit later on. I completely
1: agree. And I think community feedback is huge. And I think if you can involve your community in whatever sense that is, um, then it's going to benefit you in the long run. There are too many companies that, that I think, uh, I, and I guess this, this changes based on your company size and your scale. But I'm fortunate enough to work with like companies that are between one and 50 members of staff, like max. So they're still relatively small um, where it, where they've got the opportunity to explore that community question or, or process because like, I keep saying like, I'm sorry. The, the really important thing is uh, when I'm designing a project or brand for someone. I think it's really important to understand the difference between designing a brand for the company and designing a brand that speaks to their customer or their consumer because mm-hmm. communicating the ideals of the company to the company is all very well and good. But if your customer doesn't understand those ideals because they haven't seen your brand marketing pack, it doesn't matter. Like you, you've got to communicate all of those things through whatever communication methods you're using a logo doesn't do it on its own obviously but obviously it is a step in the right direction if you get that right
0: yeah and i think you know going back to like the startup sort of mentality of wanting to get something out there i think it's important to probably spend more time on your on your product and on your um what you're offering and then whatever logo you do choose whatever brand you have people will associate that with the really good product that you you provide like building and paying for an amazing logo and name is not going to mean that what you're doing is good. It just means you've got good branding and it will fail, probably. Whereas if you've got a great product, like a good or a bad logo will last beyond that, I think.
1: Yeah, 100%. If you're not creating a a good environment, you're not promoting good values, your company's already off to a a difficult start. If you get that right, like I could buy something... Like, there's a, a, a f- two friends of ours um, have started a company called Painter. Um, their brand name could be absolutely anything. Their logo could be absolutely anything. But, like, the morals and the ethics behind the company are the reason that, like, I'm a big fan of theirs. Uh, and Becky and Hugh have done a good job of setting up that company to to work on a, a really human and, um, like, social, uh, economic socioeconomic there's a clever word that I can think of there but they they've they've made the company work because it's a good company and a good model the branding is beautiful but that's not the reason that I care about the brand and I'm sure it's not the reason that a lot of other people care about the the brand Um, yeah you can really
0: test it with like a really offensive name and see like how far (laughs) the quality of your product would take would carry you through yeah
1: definitely um <laughs> it, it's it's really interesting and and as a as a brand designer so I, I specialize in identity design it's really difficult because i i actively open with your logo is not the important part of your brand like that that almost doesn't matter and some people look at me a bit funny when i say that and i'm like your brand's more than a logo and some people yeah. sometimes it's difficult for companies depending on the person in the company you're chatting to to understand that
0: they're like huh yeah. I brand was, identity Have you ever thought of calling a branding agency Born Identity?
1: I haven't, but... Someone should. I'll pencil it down.
0: (laughs) We'll start ours. it would be ours. We'll go for it. The Born Born Identity. It's been done, probably, surely. I would have thought Um, so. We're we're running out of time. Two minutes left. I kind of like doing this. this. It gives us... us, um, yeah, it's nice little bite-sized chunks. I mean, I'm sure we could talk about this stuff for, for, for like hours, but um, and I'm sure some people would love hearing advice from you on all this stuff but, um, because it is really, in, you know, you've, you've spent years sort of working this stuff out and it is really daunting when you start and you're looking at a blank page or a blank website. And um, I'm currently in the process of, I need to get a website up like today for 150, which I've. Used you know free tools. I've used Card, which is a brilliant um, web one-page website builder, and mm-hmm. I'm now building one in um, WordPress, um, which is kind of starting from scratch. But there are so many things out there that can help you um, work out what you know how to. You know you can you can use WordPress. You can use free templates, free things. We were talking about Elemental before, which basically turns WordPress into Wix or Squarespace sort of thing. So it's about like if you can get those little tips of of how to start from scratch by using you know stuff that other people have done before, then it then it is it is doable. And I think maybe we'll we'll publish some stuff on on um, tools that we've used before. Be Definitely,
1: I, th- I think it's also important to to say that everyone has an opinion as well. So there will be some that will say you have to do it this way, and there will be someone else that is just as good that will say no, you have to do it another way. And it's not necessarily that there's always a right way, but the one that gets you your website is the right way for you. But I would definitely advocate not listening to one source and taking it as gospel. Listen to as many people that are helping or supporting or giving advice on launching uh, to then make that, that leap for you to do it yourself.
0: And then in the end, just listen to yourself. Like yeah. what feels right for you, like take everyone's advice on board, but ultimately you will know which is the right way to, to at least that, the right choice at that time. It, you yeah. might look back at it on hindsight and say that was the wrong decision, but at the time with all of the information you have around you, what was the best choice? And I think you've got to make that final decision. Yeah. But mate, we're done. Wow, 25 mins on um, starting from scratch. Hope that was useful.
1: Yeah, I, it feels like when we're recording it, it flies by. And I really hope that anyone listening isn't like waiting for the, the 25 minutes to be up, just going, come on.
0: Yeah, I just, well, they can just geez, turn it
1: off. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but then like, how, do they, how do they get to the end and then write to Ofcom and complain that we were boring?
0: Yeah, or or wait for all of the amazing bits that we put at the end that no one gets to.
1: That's true. Which we, we just we don't do. We, <laughs> we should have like a, a roundup at the end. Maybe we should try that next time. Roundup some yeah, we'll of the, the things that worked.
0: We'll, round, we'll, we'll write a roundup for the next one. We're going to do a couple more recordings uh, this week, so more episodes coming out. But, mate, as always, been great to chat, and we'll do it again very soon.
1: Sounds good to me. Cheers, then. Take care, mate.
0: Bye.